I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You don't have to nonce at the school. You can go to other schools to nonce at. You know? <laughs> she goes to a different school. Yeah. <laughs> He I've got a nonce, but he nonces at a different school. <laughs> you wouldn't know him. <laughs> Hello, fellow aliens, and welcome to this extra spooky episode of the Ghost Podcast. My name is Meeb. I am the alien companion of my best friend, Seb. See you. Hello, Seb. Hi, <laughs> Meep. How are you doing, mate? I am very good. You were supposed to be inside of me, but you couldn't fit. So now you have to use me like a ventriloquist dummy. That's that very before. true, Meep. Meep, how are you sneaking yeah. without a microphone in next to your mouth? <laughs> He's a fucking I'm alien, u- telepathic. I'm using my telekinesis, <laughs> or no. my telekamibis, as uh, I call it, on yeah. my homeland. Very clever. Why do you now, sound a little bit like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but why do you sound a little bit like Stephen Hawking? I think the question you should be asking is, why does Stephen Hawking sound a little bit like Meeb? Meeb. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. You've done me there, fair play. <laughs> Remember, if you want to pledge your allegiance to the Galactic Goat Empire, you can do that by subscribing to this broadcast wherever you listen to podcasts, by following us on social media, and by giving us galactic credits on Patreon. This week, I am joined by two wonderful cosmic entities, Mork and Vinny. Mork. Please tell me how you got the name from my homeland. What happened is I got sucked up. I mean, I got beamed up to the planet. Lucky and then, you. um, <clears throat> I don't know, the Emperor Mork was like, all right, all right, mate, you seem pretty sound. Do you want, like, my job in that and just call yourself Mork in that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. It comes with a lot of responsibility. And he's just, like, crying and shit. So I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, I'll do this alien geezer a solid. I don't really know him. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll be more. And he said, okay, now you just need to go through the, um, you know, the like coronation process to be the emperor. And he was like, unzip your pants, pull them down. This won't hurt a bit. And I was like, yo, fuck that. And I just left, but I still kind of wanted the title of Mork. So I just came back to earth and was earth Mork instead. I swear he does that to everyone. It's so <laughs> cringe. 
<laughs> He's like uh, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> no, no, I was an adult. I promise. Um, before we go any further, do you have any interesting Earthling stories for me this week? I believe my Earth can actually had something funny happen for once this week. Oh, thank you, Meeb, for setting me up with that. That's really kind of you, mate. Um, I did actually have a couple of things I wanted to say. Um, first and foremost, you know how, uh, like, when... I'm just going <laughs> to... I like the way Meeb's just still here. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, you know, like, when um, McAllister won the World Cup, they let him have, like, a little ceremony at Brighton? Mm. Mm. Fucking podcast award, boys. Oh, uh, yeah. Our, Red Handed our won a podcast award. award. And by default, that means that we sort of won a podcast award. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking well heavy, but it's a bit cheap. And the fucking, the the letters are already rubbing off. So now it just says Rehande. Oh, um, no. But we did, we did win the listener's choice. It's fucking, you could kill a man with this, I swear. Um, but yeah, <laughs> listener's choice award. Um, you know, it would have been nice if everyone had voted for, for goats, but they didn't. So second best thing mm. we can all you got it's like that ricky gervais joke if you just take a picture of us with this and put it on the socials everyone do their faces it looks like we won like no one yeah. knows yeah, um, no. Blur out the and names, the second yeah. thing i wanted to say i did have quite a funny story so mm. today you know having a you know having a bit of a morning i'm i struggle in the mornings the best time struggle to get up mm-hmm. i'm a bit of like a you know lay in bed anxiously hating myself kind of person but i i did get up quite early today i thought you know what? i'm gonna do a, a couple of things around the house set myself up for a good day so i got up did all the washing up that needed to be done put mm-hmm. a wash on had a shower and then i just before i was like oh god i still got a bit of time do you know what'd be a really nice thing to do actually would be if i pre-marinated the chicken so when Luce gets home she can she can just grill the chicken. It's already all tasty and delicious. That'd be really good. Mm-hmm. So I open the fridge and we have a jar of pickled peppers in the fridge. And as I opened it, the box of chicken kind of knocked the pickled peppers. And I've never had anything happen to me like this before. But the pickled peppers landed on the edge of the fridge with such velocity that there must have been some sort of compression in there there must have been some sort of brewing process that happened because mm. the lid popped off and just drenched me with vinegar and i just yeah. was covered in fatty vinegar from literally head state it soaked through to my boxes that's how covered i was and so instead of doing the chicken i had to just scoop up vinegary peppers pickled peppers put Ugh. them in the bin and then have another shower and i still smell of vinegar now yeah, that is what wow. happens when they when they ferment. Yeah, they they go bang because uh, my missus's dad gave me her because I don't like the stuff some sauerkraut and I had it in the car and the fucking lid went boom and luckily none of the sauerkraut went anywhere. But yeah, that is Stinks. a that is a thing. That's gross. I fucking hate vinegar, man. Ooh, I love vinegar, man. Give me some of that. Nom 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 nom. Well, yeah, you'd be, you'd be um... licking it off Seb's body, mate. <laughs> and I wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> Me <laughs> but you and me tag team instead of vinegar. Yeah, no, God, bad me, bad. I'm Go sorry. To horny jail. It's just a sign of affection in my culture. Yeah, well, that's what Mark told me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good. That's a good story. Um, I don't have any stories like that. Uh, my son had his little mate over today. First time having. 
his little mate over. You talked that to him about the Gaza Strip. I actually didn't. That was a joke. Ah, okay. <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't talk to a five-year-old about Israel Palestine for legal reasons. Political. He didn't talk to a five-year-old about <laughs> war <you> crimes. <laughs> Were you worried he might know a bit more about it than you? Probably would. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was fine. They're 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 five and four, so they were just going fucking crazy. Like they've never. They, he went to his house last week, and he's come to our house this week. It's like the first time they, you know, you go to someone's house. They they just going fucking mental, running around, going look at this, look at this, look at this, like. Yeah. yeah, so that was a pretty crazy three hours. Um, and yeah, it's all over now. So fucking knackered. But there we go. Never mind. I'm back. Does anybody else have anything interesting to say, or shall we crack on? I saw something pretty amazing in real life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yes, I remember now. I saw a deflected goal go in from Martinelli in the 83rd minute. I think it was. Smart, yeah. And the noise was so deafening, I thought my eardrums were going to burst. <laughs> it was the <laughs> loudest I've ever been in any crowd by far yeah, yeah. ever. It was absolutely insane. Bedlam. Ridiculous. Right. What it's so good that you got to see that because the game I was watching at home, it was a bit of a shit game. Oh, it was like, very turgid. There was like nothing It was going terrible. On. Yeah. So, but, but, it, but again, like that's the great thing with football is you can have a fucking shit 80 minutes and think, oh God, I'll just turn this off because it's so boring. And then someone scores a winner and it's absolutely crazy and it just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It was very fun shouting, who are you to the um 12 year old man city fans in the corner after they were giving it the big yeah, one nice. the whole game because <laughs> they are all 12 last thing because city's only started in 2009 so they're all kids apart from liam gallagher's cunt but they're all kids so yeah that's very true yeah yeah so funny no that was good yeah that was sick and you fucking how did you film it I, it's the second thing I filmed that game. One was like a free kick that went to nothing. And then at the end, I was like, oh, I'll film something else. I'll see what this looks like. It could be something. And it, it was a, it was the it only was the goal. goal. Everyone does <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, people always do that. They just randomly film them. With them. Like, I, I went to just the luck, game last man. night. Just luck. I went to the game last night. Um, mm. City and Arsenal under 21s. We got VIP treatment because, you know, at the City Grounds, obviously not, not too great, but there we go. Um, but I was like, I was like, oh, boys, this corner's fucking going in. I'm going to film, I'm going to do a video. And just you didn't even beat the first man. Mate, don't film corners. Corners never go in. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. They fucking lost 5 0. <laughs> Happens, mate. Didn't record a single did anyone, one of the goals. Did I, who's under 21 who plays for Arsenal? Was there any, Cedric. like... Any... There was no one you'd know, but Cedric Suarez was with the under 21s. Um, he was playing right back for the first, sort of, like, 50 minutes. And sure. not going to lie, for, you know, he's playing with under 21s, and uh, he was fucking shit. Um, I'm way better than Cedric Suarez at football. I can confidently say that. He's fucking okay. rubbish. I'm sure you wouldn't get on the under 12s <laughs> Arsenal team, but let's let's move Every on for ball that. Every he hit, no, I was not joking. He probably hit nine balls up the line, and eight of them went out for throwing. <laughs> <laughs> I say no. Ask the boys. He was fucking rubbish. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was rubbish. But there we go. Never mind. Good atmo though. Good atmo. Well, I'm glad we covered all of your sporting events. Now back to the important stuff. I don't know why I'm talking so slow. It must be the atmosphere. Space. The final frontier. (laughs) 
These are the voyages of the starship GOAT. Its continuing mission? To explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, and to boldly talk about wanking where no one has ever talked about wanking before. Mm -hmm. This week, we discuss perhaps the most important topic of all, meeting life from another planet, other than me, B. Has it ever happened? <laughs> Probably not. Will it ever happen? Maybe. No. Are there a bunch of nutters on the internet who think they've met aliens which we can exploit for comedic purposes? Absolutely. <laughs> so who's going to talk to me first about the greatest alien encounter of all time? Oh my god, where'd he go? Now. Oh, no, no, he's gone. He just goes like just that. It'll technology, be you just can't explain. That's why you can't explain to someone how you saw the thing because it's just crazy technology. You wouldn't understand that. Holograms and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shall get the three points tonight. <laughs> well, who's going first? Who wants to tell me about their alien encounter? I think um, V does. I think I Vidal? am, yeah. Right, well, I guess I'll set a timer after you, mate. Uh, cool. Right. So, I've always been really fascinated with aliens and UFOs and all that type of stuff. Ever since I was a kid, and I thought I saw, saw one in front of my very own eyes. And then, you know, years later, I realized it was almost definitely 100% in fact. It was, it was, it was definitely just an aeroplane. In fact, my dad at the time, I said to my dad at the time, because he was there, I said, oh my God, it's a UFO. And he said, no, it's an aeroplane. But, but I still thought it was a UFO for years. <laughs> I would tell my friends it's that. It's a fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't stop me using all my parents' printer ink, printing out sheet after sheet of random UFO pictures I found on Google Images and showing them around class the next day. They probably fucking pissed off about that <laughs> i tell you what that's, it's not cheap there's a, there's a lot Full of black in, an, in a in a in a, in a yeah. UFO photo as well yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but as i grew older and more jaded towards general unexplainable phenomena i became more and more of the opinion that they're either all hoaxes or just delusions from mentally unwell people but with that being said i have seen or heard some more convincing cases, shall we say, in the past few years. U.S. Army fighter jets spotting unusual flying objects in the skies that seem to defy the laws of physics have been coming out more and more recently, some of which have even been confirmed by the U.S. government themselves a couple of years back without a proper explanation behind them. So I know a few to choose from, obviously, that have piqued my interest over the past few years. But the one I've gone with today has been considered as, quote-unquote, this is heavy, quote-unquote, the most significant alien encounter of the 20th century. Whoa. And... What about me? <laughs> <laughs> you're not an alien. You're a, you're a homie, man. You're a homie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, thanks, mate. Oh, he's, he's gone again. <laughs> he's gone again. Whoa. How's he done that? And it also took place... In my home country of Zimbabwe, no less. Mm-hmm, that's right. So, around mid-September 1994, 
there were multiple UFO sightings all around southern Africa. Many of these reported seeing a giant fireball passing through the sky at night, which resulted in a small sort of wave of UFO mania around Zimbabwe and surrounding countries around that time. And just night Wednesday? Sorry? Night night four? Yeah, September night night four. All makes sense. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> It all makes sense, mate. I'm just saying, you've always been a bit otherworldly. And you were born in Zimbabwe in 1996. September. Which, which means you are an alien. That's right. Mate, V-Dog alien confirmed. I mean, I am an alien, just a legal alien as far as <laughs> yeah. the government's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> mate, isn't that a song by Sting? Whoa. I'm an alien. <clears throat> Oh Whoa. yeah, yeah. Whoa. I know that from that uh, tiny desk with him in um Shaggy. But anyway, two days after these <laughs> giant fireball reports, in a small rural town or a small rural part of the country known as Ruwa, the children of a local school called Aerial School were out playing during their mid-morning break. The staff and teachers, however, were all inside having a meeting. Now that is when sixty-two. 62 of the school's pupils, all aged between 6 and 12, saw one or more silver crafts descend from the sky and land on a field near the school. Some of the kids claimed that one or more creatures were dressed all in black and then approached them and telepathically communicated them a message with an environmental theme before entering their craft. And flying off again. When the school bell rang, the children returned to class where they would tell all the teachers what they'd seen. Now, obviously, their sightings were dismissed by all the teachers, thinking they were just playing some weird game. But when they all went back home later that night and told their parents about it, the parents were quite concerned, actually, and so the next day came into school and had to discuss it with the faculty at the school. And that's when it became nationwide news. Over the next few days, several reporters would interview the kids and the school faculty about the incident. They reported that although all of the children they interviewed told the exact same story, some of the details were not as consistent. One or more silver objects, usually described as discs with lights all around them, floated down Mm -hmm. from the sky to the field. Then between one and four creatures, this is where the ambiguity lies, all with big eyes dressed in black, exited their craft and approached the children, which caused many of the younger kids to run away in fear. A month later, a Harvard University professor who specialised in child psychology called John Mack visited the school and actually interviewed the pupils about what they had seen. He would confirm what the other reporters had been reporting previously, but even managed to get some more information out of them, such as the fact that the aliens had telepathically communicated this environmental message to several of the kids now the telepathic message part of the story wasn't actually included in the previous reporters reports but one of them did add that later on after john max investigation so right maybe he just thought it that bit might have been made up i don't know why he would have added that on after the fact mm. 
Now, John Mack would later talk in interviews and even go on television programs such as the Oprah Winfrey show to testify his findings. He stated that he fully believed that the kids had seen something and that they were all traumatized about this event. Using the history and expertise in the field of child psychology to back up his claims. Now, Harvard University were not pleased one bit that one of their professors was so outspoken about a UFO sighting, and they even heavily considered sacking him, something which they had never done in their 350-year history at that point. I actually don't know. There's got to be at least one nonce that they covered up. (laughs) You don't. Why do we have to mention paedophilia every single fucking? In, what I mean, what every single like, fucking podcast. No, you can't get one fucking it. episode without mentioning three hundred grown years. people fucking children. No, 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 no. What I I'm just, saying is, I don't believe why? that in three hundred and fifty years of this school, not one professor's fucked something up once. Not one has deserved the sack. So what I'm saying is, there's got to be one wrongum at li- minimum. And they didn't sack him because they're covering it up or they're sympathetic towards wrongans. You don't have to be a non I don't know. Probably. Summit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's all I was trying to say was that I don't believe... Like, just because no one's ever been sacked doesn't mean they're all good guys. That's what I was no, trying no, to get No, no, that's, 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 that, that's not my point at all. I'm just saying it's, it's <laughs> very hard to be sacked because they've never done it. They've never sacked a professor before. So the fact that they, <laughs> yeah. were, try- they were considering it so heavily... Is is yeah. you know they were very obviously not happy with what this dude was doing. Yeah, so they've probably covered for all sorts of wrongs, <laughs> doing all probably. sorts of mad wrongs. What, 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 but, but one guy comes out and says we're all aliens. They're like fuck off. Yeah, mad. <laughs> that is mad. <laughs> Just came out wrong. Sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was a nonce. <laughs> I love the way that Vinny spent. I've got the time exactly. Vinny spent seven minutes and two seconds talking to you about an unbelievable alien encounter. You were completely wordless and absorbed. And the bit that you picked up on was there's got to be one nonce. <laughs> there's got to be one nonce. Law of averages. Law of averages. <laughs> I'm not even sure that there even could be a nonce if it's a university. Could be a wrong one, but I don't know if he could even be a nonce. You, you, you don't have to nonce at the school. You could go to other schools to nonce at. She <laughs> goes to a different school. Yeah. He nonces. I've got a nonce, but he nonces at a different school. <laughs> you wouldn't know him. <laughs> back up to speed after that intermission mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um john mack child psychologist harvard university goes to this place and yeah speaks to the kids and he's like there's definitely something here they're not just making it up this they are just bullshitting yes. like i can tell there's some trauma here there's something mm-hmm. real happened and obviously harvard university aren't happy that one of their own are going out and saying oh ufos mm-hmm. may be real so they decide to maybe sack him 
and obviously this is huge. I've never sacked anyone because before. Yes, not even the pedophiles. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. don't say it. <laughs> Legend pedophiles. Get back, let's get past it. <laughs> Despite many of his colleagues calling John Mack crazy, he carried on telling the world what he believed: that we are not alone. And this is proof enough. Years later, once the dust had settled and those children grew up and lived their lives, many of them were actually interviewed again, and every single one of them confirmed that they still fully believe what they had seen, and it wasn't just some elaborate hoax. Several of them went on record saying they wouldn't even tell friends or family about this incident over fears of being alienated over them. Wink. The recent Netflix documentary series called Encounters did a whole episode say, yeah. on the... Yeah. Oh, did you watch it? Um, I got episode. like 10 minutes oh. through it and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. So I just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. My dad, shout out to my dad and my stepmom. They fucking love all that shit. And um, mm. I was down last week in Devon and just we spent a whole evening just watching literally back-to-back Alien Encounters. It was fucking mm. great. Nice. Sweet. But wasn't there that one guy from the school who was like, I made it up. I commit I was gonna get to this. I was gonna get to this, yeah. Cut that out then, you do your thing. I don't know, it's fine, it's fine. I literally this is the exact paragraph I was getting it to. So yeah, new new it's quite a recent documentary series on Netflix called Encounters, and they did a whole episode on this aerial school UFO incident. And they interviewed several of the then pupils who of course all, you know, as expected, kept their stories. But one of the interviewees, a man called Dylan, who was a former student of Ariel, explained in the episode, and quite early on in the episode as well, which is a bit of a shock, mm. that he in fact made the whole thing up. Dylan claimed that he wanted to skip Shauna class after the mid-morning break, and so told the other students around him that a particular shiny-looking rock in the distance was in fact a UFO. So he would try and cause some sort of enough chaos that he would have classes cancelled that afternoon now according to his statement he didn't think it would work but was surprised about the mass hysteria it's unclear whether he tried to come clean prior to the documentary so with all that said what happened and there are several conclusions you can obviously jump to if we assume dylan is lying in this documentary maybe for some attention who knows but if we assume he's lying then the school may in fact have they may have actually been contacted by some sort of extraterrestrial beings coming with some sort of message of doom for the next generation of humans that or some sort of top secret experiment gone wrong but if dylan is telling the truth in the documentary then it's probably one of the craziest and biggest cases of mass hysteria ever recorded. Mm. I don't believe that 62 kids would all lie about a very similar incident happening to them and keep this lie up for decades after. I think the fact that they were analysed by a top child psychologist and verified to all be traumatised from the incident speaks volumes to how unlikely it is that they just made it up for some sort of weird attention. Either way, in my opinion, all of these conclusions are just completely insane, no matter the way you look at it. And I yeah. think that's probably why it might just be the greatest alien 
you know, quote unquote encounter. alien encounter of all time. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really interesting pick, partly because of the shift in dynamic where normally if you've got one kid saying I saw an alien and then 66 kids saying you didn't, you say, well, why is that kid lying? But what's interesting is you now have an incident in which 66 kids or whatever it is said they saw an alien and one kid said he made it up. Yeah. Mm. And then you kind of got to start questioning like what, what, why, what is the motivation there? Why would 66 children lie? Why would one kid say he made it up? And it's one of those ones where you just wish like, it's a, it's a weird you just wish you could just go back and watch it firsthand because like you we will never know like kids are weird their imaginations are unbelievable and they're the bit of your brain that decide that sort of knows the difference between reality and not reality it's still kind of forming and so you can get some like really interesting things mm. happen there where like memories become very real and like things mm. that you imagined and things that you like the difference between something that you imagined and something that you remember is very is especially sort of liquid when you're a kid and like those kind of misrememberings are really common but to have that but between 60 odd different kids is really interesting mm, it's bizarre yeah. yeah that 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 sorry but that thing that um cuz it reminded me of like a very very clear memory i have as a kid watching the news and they were saying we've made internet explorer 2 we've made a sequel to internet explorer it's internet explorer 2 we call it that new web browser will be on your computers tomorrow and i was like oh that sounds pretty cool i can't wait for this faster internet browsing software whatever the fuck yeah i wouldn't have called it that when i was like nine years old but (laughs) yeah and then I, i i just have this extremely clear memory of going on my pc the next day or on a family computer and there being like a green Internet Explorer logo and it was called Internet Explorer 2. And I remember it, that it being there for like a week or two and then it just went back to being normal Internet Explorer. And I I believe that was a fully, that was a thing that happened. There was an Internet Explorer 2 and mm. it just, they just maybe were like, oh, let's, it didn't do well really. So let's just call it Internet Explorer 1 and dust it under the, you know, under the fridge mm. or whatever. But, like, I've tried looking this up, and I feel like a madman whenever I bring this up, because <laughs> it's... It doesn't I exist. I, yeah, it yeah. must have been some strange dream I had, and I just thought it was it was real. It was real, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But that's the thing Crazy. with kids, is, like, I have a kid, and uh, they're fucking psychos. Like, they are. And <laughs> yeah. I think, I think for sure, they weren't contacted by aliens. But that doesn't mean that they're lying. Mm. I think that's what people need to, like... It's not black and white. Uh, oh, it didn't happen, therefore you're lying. Well, no, it happened in their heads. That's what they saw through their eyes. But it's not what really happened. Like, it wasn't mm. real. Does that make sense? So, like, I would say, let's, let's believe the kid made it up and it does cause mass hysteria. Well, for those kids, they are going to be terrified and believe that they are seeing that thing. They're not lying then when yeah. they're recounting that story. That is what they saw from their perspective, but it doesn't mean that it was real. Like, and it's like this: it's I would equate it to like you've ever driven past something or seen something on a photograph, and you're like, "What the fuck is that? Is that like a giant lizard?" And then you get a bit closer. Oh no, it's like a weirdly shaped rock. Mm. But that, for that split second, you are 100 percent convinced it's like a giant lizard because it kind of looks like that. 
Mm. Yeah, and your, your brain if, kind of fills it, in the rest yeah. and makes it look more... And if more... you never saw it again, you would think it was a fucking massive lizard. But mm. only because you got closer to see it. And it's kind of a little bit like that. But I, but I, th- I, I, I think what makes it extra weird is that so many of the kids, and they were filmed, there's loads of interviews of mm. uh, when John Mack came to the school like a month later, and they they would just say these things like, oh yeah, we were like really close to them. We were like within an arm's length of them. And they like, yeah, they did, they, yeah, they did all these yeah. things. And they all had a very similar story. I just think that's like wild. Like, it it's not weird, just yeah. like a flash in the pan. They just saw... They just saw shiny rock and they were like, oh, UFO, and they ran the other way. It was like, yeah, these, yeah, yeah, they yeah. apparently all saw the exact same things of something coming down from the sky, landing, mm. some people coming out, some of them fucking saying, you know, fucking recycle your plastics, mate. And then just like, <laughs> get back in their craft and yeah. fuck off. And it is, I think it is. it's all about law of probability, though, isn't it? Is it what's more likely a, a strange psychological phenomenon we've never seen? Well, that's what I mean. I think it is. Or some, a strange it, alien phenomenon I, I, we've never seen. Yeah. I fully believe it is some extremely Some particular case of mass hysteria but like i still think yeah, it's yeah. so interesting it's very interesting do you, know, sure. do you know what would be a really good podcast is me and you Vinny, just bring things to mork and just because he you are the most skeptical person i know by such a margin you are the definition of a skeptic you you refuse to believe anything <laughs> and you see yeah. that as a compliment um, <laughs> no, yeah. and it would be really good fun. <laughs> why is that not a compliment for, for me and Vinny? <laughs> no, it is, but it's also like it's not very fun, is it? And it's also not it's fucking proper. real, mate. But it's it's a surprisingly uncommon characteristic because I think it is within Autism. human nature to want to believe. Like we want to believe that things are different mm. and possible, and I think no, it is though. quite unique. Like, and you're not a you're not one of those people who like says oh i'm such a skeptic and you you don't bash other people's ideas but you really do like when all said and done you always kind of cut you do bash everyone's ideas <laughs> but do. when yeah. all said and done but i try to be logical about it yeah you're very logical to the point of like not to a Annoying. fault but to like a to like you you genuinely you refuse to believe something that isn't there's you only ever believe the most likely outcome and that is Fair. normally yeah but it'd be really interesting for us to just like yeah. wander around and try and find things until eventually we shit you up enough and you're like that's the one because well, like, my head will explode i'll just kill myself i'm like oh, everything i know is a lie because i remember for me i remember doing that you remember that like, we did we do one on it did we talk about it you know the mandela effect mm-hmm. and i remember the first time i went on the subreddit for the mandela effect and i was like have hey, whatever 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 and then the one that shook me shook me so hard and it was the fact that I, they were like, do you remember the burglar emoji? Like it was like a, a traditional like hmm. burglar with a black and white oh, yeah. jump yeah. and like a swag bag. They were like, that never existed. That's never been a thing. Mm. And I was like, like, and it like, um. it gave me like shivers because it was like the first one that got me. And I'd love yeah, to yeah. be like, I'd love to like get Mork and be like, that is the one. Like you cannot fuck with that. Like you know that that is unexplainable. I then believe it. We'll, yeah. we'll show yeah, him enough yeah. pictures of a disc shaped flat earth and he'll, one day he'll just be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait NASA's a been minute. lying to us. <laughs> but I then didn't also, used to be a massive skeptic because I was a full on 9-11 this is, Yeah, I was going to bring it up. Your, 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 Bebo, your fucking oh. Bebo page. <laughs> well, I don't know if that was a meme. It's hard to tell whether you're memeing at like 10 years old. No, it? you believed it. I feel... You believed it. It's actually time for me to hand back quickly to my co-host for today. Um, but I don't, I don't know where he's gone. He's sort of, um, 
Mead, where are you, mate? You where are you? You about? Ah! He's behind oh, you! Hell, <laughs> I'll just hand over to my... Oh, Christ, Mead. Sort your face out, Mead. <laughs> I told contorting. you about coming on here drunk, mate. I said, stop with the tinnies at five and you'll be sober. And you just carried on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, look... <laughs> Meeb's got some questions for you. Um, I, I said it was weird, but he said, you know, it was important for his research. So I'll just hand over to Meeb. Now, I have been informed by my Earthling companion, Seb. Cheers, mate. That this is the point in the show that you refer to as a middle bit. Mm-hmm. So I have decided to take this time to conduct my Earthling research and ask you some questions about the human race. I will ask you both a question, and then consult the great cosmic computer. The person who answers closest gets a galactic credit. Oh, sweet. Yeah. How much Fuck is one me. galactic credit to Shrewbucks? Oh, exchange mate, rate. About one to five, I reckon. Same as exchange rate to leprechauns and unicorns. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's difficult. All of you it's office probably... nerds out there, there's a little one for you. Yeah, that's what it was. I thought it was a Rick and Morty thing you were saying, Shroot Bucks. No, because he's like, I'll give you 10 Stanley Nichols to never speak to me again. <laughs> he's like, what's the exchange rate of Shroot Bucks to Stanley Nichols? It's like, same as unicorns to leprechauns. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Anyway, it's Did time Did I to... up? <laughs> I do not understand this reference to your earthling culture. <laughs> anyway, it's basically I'm going to ask both of you and then yeah. the first person to get the answer correct gets the dollar, the galactic credit. Mm-hmm. First okay. question. Vinny, you may have an advantage for this one. Amazing. How many people live on the continent? Do I get to roll continent? twice and pick the highest? <laughs> <laughs> What's his advantage? I do not understand this <laughs> earthling joke. <laughs> Sorry, say the, say the question. How many people live on the continent of Africa? It's a bit of a big one. How do you suppose to know that? 900,000. Nine, <laughs> 900 million. 900,000. That's, that's, that's your answer. I was going to look less than a billion. No, 900 million. That's your answer. You have to stick with it. No way. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. It's a couple more than 900,000. <laughs> 900 million. It's less than a billion, I'm going. You're saying 900 million. V-Dog, what are you saying? I thought I had advantage. What does that mean? Well, no, I just meant because you're from Africa. <laughs> so oh, I know I all about all of Africa. Yeah, you're from Europe. Do you know the fucking population of Europe? Count them up. Steve, <laughs> Dave, Billy... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the other side of a billion, say 1.1 billion. V-Dog, you get the credits. It's 1.26 billion as of 2016. It's Question amazing. two. What is the height of the average Jamaican male? Six foot one. So I know. I think the Netherlands has the highest in the world, and that's, I want to say six two. So I'm going to go... I'm just going to go six foot. V-Dog, you get the galactic credit. It's actually only five foot seven and a half. Oh! Yeah. Average heights are always way lower than you think. Because of all the, it's the small the, people. 
the sprint is yeah i just think of like you know you saying bolt he's fucking Bolt. massive yeah i don't really know many jamaicans i guess <laughs> jamaican me crazy with that answer well done fucking me you're getting the hang of these jokes thanks mm. mate question They're out three of this world he's dead question three what is the name of the first human to enter space closest answer wins (laughs) how does that work I have no idea a Russian fella yeah be some sort of person not dog right Bratsrakov Yuri something Yuri Makarov Karlov. I'll give Mork the point because he got his first name right. It oh, is of course Yuri what? Gagarin. Yeah. He actually got his first name wrong. What the fuck? How I did just you know picked that? a Russian Russian first name, stereotypical Russian first name. Wow. Nice. Good guess. Fun fact, Yuri Gagarin was a test pilot. He literally went to space and then died a few years later testing a plane. How fucking crazy is that? That's wow. unlucky. Anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> so dry. <laughs> sorry, so, sorry. Sorry, Meeb doesn't quite have the, the inference of like human conversation yet. I'm teaching him. Yeah, yeah, you don't get it. Question four. How many people throughout human history have been to space? To space or on the moon? To space. I said to space. If I'd said to the moon, that would have been a different Yes, question. all right, me. Fuck off. I'm going to go with 320. Oh, yeah, because it's now a space station. I'm going to go with 400. Mork, you get the galactic credit. It's actually 617. Oof, quite a lot. Because only like 20 people have been on the moon, which is crazy. It's no point anymore. What do you mean, no point? Stand on another... No, cosmic but, yeah but that's crazy that's, that's like a cool achievement but what does that actually what what it does it, it it costs a lot of money to do that like do you want to just keep doing it like fuck it, it costs a lot of money to buy <laughs> romelu lukaku do you want to keep doing that no let's go to the moon baby <laughs> what was that thing about how like for the cost of Jaden sancho india sent a like a rocket to the dark side of the moon yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking mental question number six of those 617 people who have visited space, how many of them have been women? 35. I'm going to go with 100. Vinny, you're going to have to do the maths here. It's six, it's 73. Who is closer? Uh, I said 45. 35. No, you said 35. Yeah, I'm closer. I'm 27. Okay. So, Mork, you've got two. Vinny, you've got three. Yeah. Question number six. Which sporting league has the most high... Meep, come on, man. Sorry. <laughs> Which sporting league has... For fuck... Meep, can you just pull your shit together, mate? It's the Timmies. Sorry. Question number six. Which sporting league in the world has the highest average attendance? The NFL. Oh, yeah, probably would be. I'll just go with the MLS. Mork, you are correct, which yeah. is good news because that gives us a tiebreaker. It is the Easy. National Football League. And if I say it's like 150k. Yeah, they're massive. It's crazy. Yeah. Question seven. What is the fastest speed ever traveled by a human being? 
On foot or in a car? <laughs> no, just like ever. Power. Thousand miles an hour. No. Oh. Mach 2. The Concorde, I guess. No, because spaceships go faster than that. Probably. I don't know. How fast did all like Apollo 11 go? I'm going to say three and a half thousand miles an hour. Yeah, what's this? What's the measurement in? Miles per hour. 3,500 miles per hour. Yeah, I don't know what one Mac is. Isn't that isn't one Mac 330 meters per second? Because that's the speed of sound. Yeah, Mac 1 is like... The speed like of sound, isn't it? Seven, seven, uh, 670 miles per hour, something like that. Oh, and okay. then Mac 2 is like 1,200. Um, I'll just go 1,200s, yeah. Yeah. Mork, you are technically correct, but you are still so far off it's almost laughable. The fastest speed ever travelled by a human was 24,816 miles per hour in the Apollo 10 command module and its return voyage to uh, the Earth. Fucking course. what? Cheers, yeah, but there's no, there's no, like, relative that, that was in space. That was in yeah. space, I think it was. Right, got, yeah. I think it was as it started to re-enter the atmosphere, as it got that last little bit of drag mm. of gravity. It like hit its yeah, peak it velocity. Wow, insane. Um, yeah, twenty-four thousand miles an hour. Crazy. Cool. They don't do that quick anymore because that's not very safe. No. Now <laughs> they like. Now they like just like coming quite slow and it's all quite chill. But that day yeah. just went like. Bear in mind, fuck it. They, they, they. You know, they got to naught. From twenty four thousand miles an hour, like, can you imagine mm. what the deceleration in that is? Yeah, in like thirty thousand like, feet as well. It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Can I talk about aliens now, sir? Please. <laughs> anyway, with that and me out the out the picture again, he's just fucking gone off on another space adventure. Good. I guess that leaves it just to Morkel Michael Davy to tell us about the other greatest <laughs> alien encounter of all time. No, the greatest. I'm so excited for this. Um. So, now, aliens. I love space and the cosmos and all that fucking shit, right? And I really love it. So, when you think of aliens, do they exist? Don't they exist? Well, here's my concrete factual opinion. They must exist. They definitely exist because the universe is so infinitely big that there is no chance that there's only life out there on one of those planets out of the tens of billions of trillions of trillions of planets. So aliens, Woo! they 100% exist. The answer to however, what? however <laughs> what? Be, because it's so massive, the likelihood is, is that just as we haven't seen an alien planet, they probably haven't seen us either because they could easily mm. just look at a different planet in the trillions and trillions. They might be fucking millions of light years away and never get mm. it. So that's fine. So I'm saying aliens exist 100%, but we've never ever seen one 100%. Yes. Cool. Lots of definite there. You definitely you're, you're we... very qualified. Exactly. You definitely know your stuff about whatever the fuck astrophysics. Got it, mate. But here we are talking about people who have had contact with aliens. Now, I just want to start off by saying that these people most certainly have not been contacted by aliens. Okay. <laughs> and there is probably some like trauma or psychological issue or something that they might probably need therapy for to explain these stories. However, as Seb will know, because we were taking the piss out of her the other day, uh, my missus is of the opinion that we should 100% believe that what these people say is true and really actually definitely happened because it must be really horrible if someone tells you that you're lying. (laughs) So if someone says they were contacted by aliens, 
believe them 100% because if you turn around and say, I'm not sure you did, mate, that's not very nice. Hmm. So all of Good these point. stories, even though even though we know they're not true, in her opinion, just remember that while I'm telling this, you must 100% believe it as fact because they're saying they saw it. And as she puts, you can't prove that they didn't. <laughs> so, okay, right. Let's get on I mean, with it. You can't. Now that... Now that Michael's <laughs> used this platform to fucking razz his long-time girl. I told her he I was taking the piss out of her, and she agreed with it, so that's fine. <laughs> I've got her permission to take the piss out of her. But my pick today is actually something that I've been invested in, and I saw a decade ago. And I've always, to this day, had fond memories of this television program that I saw on Channel 4 in 2013. And it's called... Confessions of an Alien Abductee. And this is a very, very special British documentary where they go and film three people's stories about their encounters with aliens. And they also follow this alien support group um, called Amash, and I think it's folded now, which is run by this bloke who looks like a fat Doc Brown from Back to the Future, who's a fucking maniac, and he's a, re- he's a bit of a cunt as well. But to just give you an example of the kinds of people that are on this show, I'll quickly tell you about Chantel. She's not my pick, but she is very interesting, and she does appear on this television show. Now, she gets regularly abducted, and she is a northerner, and she tells these abduction stories that are honestly incredible. She was abducted outside the spa once, (laughs) <laughs> and um, this is kind of how she tells the story. She's like, oh, my friend looked up into the sky and I was like, oh, what's that? And I'll, I've looked up and I'm quoting here. It were triangle, all color lights. When I seen it, I knew and I was like, oh, no. And she was like, oh, what? And I was like, oh, we're going to be taken. <laughs> and, and, her son, and her son is just there like so gormless, just like going, like doesn't say what he's, he's just, just nodding, nodding his head. <laughs> like, yeah. he's so gormless, right? So that's the kind of her voice, right? And that's how she tells these crazy abduction stories. And just to give you an idea of what she kind of looks like, she's a very slim woman in her sort of late forties, early fifties, and she wears complete always leopard print, and she's got this big hair piece sticking out of her head. It looks like Marge Simpson, but it's like blonde, right? Um, big like jewelry and stuff <laughs> they can um, say boobs <laughs> big, big, big jewelry <laughs> like, you know big, what I'm saying <laughs> I was trying to think of necklace and I couldn't say jewelry massive bling <laughs> she's got this big gold necklace massive on. set of earrings uh, on her mate <laughs> yeah and she just tells these crazy stories and then she tells this story to um the cameraman she's like in her lounge she's like oh they're always playing pranks on me and that like Oh, yeah, they're always moving me stuff around when they come and get me. The other day, they moved me fags. And the cameraman just goes, no. (laughs) 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 She's like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were behind the cushion. She's like, they're fucking joking. They are. Um, No. And she always talks about like, like time going by and uh, her son and her son's friend come over with um Kentucky KFC. They're like, oh, Kentucky. And um, they're like, oh, every time we eat Kentucky, I get abducted. Like two hours goes by and I don't know where I am. And I'm like, 
probably one of Dr. <laughs> Maybe you're allergic to Kentucky. I don't know. <laughs> but um, these, this is the kind of thing that we're dealing with, right? This is the kind of show that it is. But enough about Chantel. Let's get on to the main geezer of the program, the big talking point. Mm. Uh, this is my main pick. This is who I have actually picked. And this is a fella by the name of Simon Parks. And he lives in Whitby, and he has nine cats. And he is, or perhaps was, I think he was, I don't know if he's still in the show anymore, but he was, at the time of recording, the Labour councillor for Whitby. Hmm. So unlike Chantel, who has like Hmm. aliens moving her fags and gets abducted when he's in Kentucky, this fella is a pretty well-respected politician. He's an intelligent bloke, goes to work in a suit, pretty, you know, straightforward geezer who lives at home with nine cats. Now, Simon's story, sorry, so he's an intelligent, normal bloke. That is until he went public about his experiences. Now, Simon's story actually starts in the womb. And as he told this (laughs) morning, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) as he told this morning in 2013, his first memory is of when he was in the womb. And I'm trying to quote as much as possible his actual words. He remembered a face. And then in his words, he remembers being very aware that there was more to this world, that it was a far wider spiritual experience. Okay, let's break that down. So his first memory was when he was in the fucking womb, right? (laughs) He's a literal fetus. He's an actual fetus with enough cognitive thought to be like, oh, this is a bit fucking weird. Like, oh, there's a face there. Oh, there's probably more to this existence and spirituality and all this crazy shit I'm seeing. Must be fucking aliens. As a fetus, he thought that. And as an adult, he remembers thinking that as a fetus. Brilliant. Um, Very reasonable. That's a good so introduction. Far. Yeah, that's a good introduction into Simon. But this story gets crazier than that. Simon was first taken from his car at about three months old. And of course he fucking remembers being lifted out of his cot by a seven foot green alien staring into his face. Mm. Um, now Simon, sort of <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, because uh, Holly and Phil were like, oh, when you're about six or seven months old, he's like, no, I was three months old actually when I was first taken. They're like, whoa, okay, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually three months old. Remember it very well. Three birds like, flew outside the window, you know. <laughs> it was a, it was a cold morning. <laughs> there is to sidetrack, there is this bit of the documentary where he's telling the cameraman about how he gets taken out of the window and the cameraman goes and bangs on the window and goes, This window, you went out of this, did you? And he goes, Oh yeah, and he goes, There's a blind here as well. And he's like, Oh, blinds are nothing for their technology. <laughs> <laughs> What's this cameraman doing? <laughs> <laughs> the cameraman's asking the hard questions how'd you go out of solid window son nothing for their technology remember that right oh, this window boom 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 it's just like <laughs> let's play with the blinds like, what? he's got blinds as well it's <laughs> so fucking around <laughs> so good right now actually Simon says that he's not ever being abducted because he goes willingly with the aliens right And that might have something to do with the fact that one of these aliens is his mother or his alien mother. And in fact, this caused so much confusion with his human parents that he called his human mother daddy because, you know, why would he need two mums? 
<laughs> he was like, I was confused. I've got my alien mother, so you got to be my dad, right? My human mum, because I no do one has two mums. Do you not have a human dad? We'll get on to that. Okay. <laughs> that might crack the case. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he's been being taken or he's going with his alien family his whole life. Mm. His entire life, he's just been going up with his alien family. He's pretty chill about it. He's pretty calm about it. He fucking goes to the ship once a month, he says. Um, he gets taken by the technology he doesn't understand. Um, and, you know, fucking whatever. It's all good. But what did these aliens look like? Well, luckily for us, during the show, we also follow Simon in the craft shop, picking out children's crayons, which are the best ones that get the correct color for drawing. Because Simon spends hours and hours and hours on his coloring drawings of his alien family and alien adventures. Is this when he's like and a I'm grown gonna, adult? He's fifty years old, and he's he's in the shop, and he's like he's like I know that these crayons are for kids, but this really is the right shade of green for mummy. <laughs> and I'm gonna send you now some of the drawings that he does, and he's got thousands of these drawings. I'm gonna send them to the WhatsApp group so you two can feast your eyes on them, and I just want to mm. get your reactions to them. So okay. the first one I'm gonna send you is of <clears throat> mum. These are his photo. These are his drawings. They're very detailed, so please be respectful and don't take the piss. Uh, these are mum. So right. that's his mum. <laughs> is that him? <laughs> um, this the is and his maid. <laughs> so this sick. is the sh- this is the ship. What the fuck is this? <laughs> and this one, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna send that one yet. I'm gonna okay. save that one because that's the best one. So that's his mum and his family. So he does these crazy drawings. But it does actually get even stranger for Simon. Hmm. Because there is another alien on the ship called, in his words, this is what they told him this alien was called, the Cat Queen. Now, I originally thought the Cat Queen was Simon's alien mother. But I, I might be mistaken because I, I'm not, I couldn't quite follow what he was talking about. I, I think it's a different alien to his mother, but it might be his mother. But it doesn't really matter because Simon has a very special relationship with the Cat Queen. The Cat Queen is the mother to Simon's alien child, Zarka. Yes, that is correct. Simon has sex with an alien called the Cat Queen at least four times a year. Now. <laughs> This is wait, is this when he's fifty or when he's still three months old? This is now. This is like now. When he's fifty. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I've just sent you a photograph of uh, the cat queen and his kid. It was of course called Zarka. What a classic, classic alien kid name. They pulled that out of top alien name book. Twenty thirteen. Are they always called Zarka or something like? Why can't they call <laughs> yeah. him like Gerald or something? <laughs> <laughs> So he's, he's he's having regular sexual intercourse with the Cat Queen, who I am still not sure whether it's his alien mother or not, which is even more <laughs> fucked up, but it might be mm. someone different, because the drawings are different, but it could be the same. But after finding out about this, Simon's human wife, who <clears> refused <throat> to be filmed for the show, yeah. not sure why, um, she, <laughs> <laughs> she was quite annoyed when she found out about Simon's affair. However... Simon, he doesn't see anything wrong with it. 
because it's not on a human level. She's an alien. <laughs> it's all different sex. Different sex different. love. It's I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating if it's a different <laughs> species, yeah? <laughs> Not even Genius, interplanetary mate. species. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, that's kind of where the story of Simon ends. It doesn't really get much crazier than visiting aliens once a month and fucking them. <laughs> However, there is something very important you should know about Simon, which maybe. I'm a skeptic. What do I know? But this might, to some logical people, ex- maybe explain why he has or thinks he has an alien mother. Simon never knew his father. Never met him. Right. He was raised by an alcoholic mother who quite who ignored him his whole childhood. And if you think about his alien mum and his alien family, maybe it was some form of escapism to kind of have that special alien mum relationship you know mummy mm. um but what the fuck do i know i'm not an alien expert i don't know <laughs> i'm a good psychologist <laughs> from harvard University. no idea mate <laughs> don't ask me to delve into what's going through a man's head when he fucks an alien aboard a spaceship okay don't ask me i don't know no yeah well we couldn't <laughs> it's different <laughs> it's alien different. sex <laughs> yeah. not on a human level <laughs> totally um, different but that's that's me done, really. This show has lived with me, like I said, for a decade. I watched this when it came out on Channel 4. This, along with another one which has been lost to time, all about these people who were chasing down the Bodmin beast. And there's this fucking hilarious fella going into a cave, spraying bleach everywhere. And he's like, I'm going to fucking get him. He fucking hates bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, back in like, like 10 years ago, Channel 4 putting out these banger documentaries about these... <laughs> nutters i'm sorry they are kind of exploiting them i do feel bad for them but it is hilarious but this show has not been lost to time because i rewatched it today how it's fucking on netflix right now go and watch it confessions of an alien abductee see Chantel's story see simon parks in the flesh go on to netflix and watch confessions of an alien abductee and it's, it's it will a, live with you forever it's a single documentary film yeah 50 okay. minutes yep okay. it's fucking incredible go and watch it and I just think Simon's story is probably one of, if not the greatest, craziest alien encounters of all time. It's not, oh, I saw a spaceship once. It's when I was in the womb, I remember thinking this existential crisis. So my alien mum beamed me up, Scotty, when I was three months old. I've been going there ever since. I've now got an alien girlfriend called the Cat Queen. Yes, I fuck her four times a year. What's it to you? Yes, we've got a kid. No, my wife doesn't like it, but she can fucking do one because it's an interplanetary, interspecies relationship. What does she know? She's just a human. No, my mother never never loved me. No, I haven't got a dad. Why would I be lying? I'm Simon fucking Parks. So, you know, this has got to be the greatest alien encounter of all time. If you can give me a story with so many twists and turns, I'll fucking alien. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's an interesting pick. I think it's interesting because it couldn't be more different from Vinny's. You know, what <laughs> Vinny's what Vinny's does really well is it's vague enough that it feels somewhat believable. Mm. Whereas yours, the only thing that's unbelievable about yours is that Simon Parks hasn't been institutionalized in some way. No, he's a very well respected member of society, but you're no, except what you're doing you're forgetting my missus statement at the beginning of this show 
Remember that statement, Seb. It's not nice to call people liars. It's not nice. He but says it, might it be happened. True. It fucking happened. I think <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Simon Parks, right? <laughs> it makes me sad. It makes me feel things, but it doesn't make me believe. He's if anything, happy, it does the opposite. He's not miserable. I don't, there's no way he still is a Labour candidate. There's no way. There's no way he's still a Labour councillor. I, he was when this he, came out. They wanted him to quit and he said no. Look yeah, but now. he's gone now. He cannot be. Look up Simon Parks, Labour councillor, and see if he's still knocking about. There's no uh, way. Gov.uk appointed chief finance financial officer in January 2016. No, that's not him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's definitely not him. He has not been fucking moving up on the world. <laughs> Stories like that. I mean, unless he has, in which case, fair play to him. I can't yeah. find anything that says he's not. Well, I can't find yeah. anything that says he is. I think, I think, you know, if we use deductive reasoning, I think it's safe to assume that he is no longer a member of the Labour Party, given that he did a documentary where he said he had sex with an alien cat. <laughs> he didn't get sacked straight away. He, he then did subsequent television interviews where he was still a member of the Labour Party, and they were all, he was on, like, fucking Holly and Phil. They were, like, totally, you know, we believe you. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> there's that and then there's Vinny's pick which it is difficult because it falls apart with that one kid who said he made it all up mm. but then you've got to say is he making it up that he made it all up mm. whereas Simon Parks it just sounds mental it sounds like the ramblings of someone who's on yeah but you can't pick the greatest alien count on the one that actually happened because none of them actually happened no one's ever been visited well, by aliens but that's my choice, isn't it? It's like, do I pick based on the most ludicrous, the most exciting, or do I base it on the most plausible? Because the most plausible is definitely Vinny's. The most exciting is obviously yours, Mork. Yours is mental. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go off the spirit of what an alien encounter is to me. And I think to me, an alien encounter, at least in our sort of zeitgeisty way of it being, it's it's an unexplained encounter with something that feels extraterrestrial whereas unfortunately everything simon parks feels very explainable just through mental health so based on that based <laughs> on that i am gonna have to crown the 1994 zimbabwe school alien incident the greatest alien encounter of all time can we get fucking meep to judge this or some shit because i've been thinking about this pick for 10 years <laughs> I'm and sorry, but I have to agree. Fuck off, Meep. <laughs> no, you know what? He's a homie. <laughs> it's a great pick, but I think, unfortunately, your scepticism has let you down here. You know, it's, 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 a very, it's a very funny pick. It's a very interesting pick, but it isn't the GOAT because it's not plausible. It's not believable. It doesn't None make me want to believe in aliens. There are some None believable them... ones, or at least... Maybe I don't know. There's some like pretty like crazy ones that like I mean mm. I don't know if I've I'm fucking I don't know what they are but they're pretty spooky at least what they yeah. seem like. Shagging an alien is pretty crazy. It's pretty spooky. I mean, yeah, it's, it's too crazy. It's just too crazy. So I'm sorry. That's that's the end of it. What about um, Chantel? Again, I just she's just losing her keys, mate. There's no. Well, but there's this other woman on the thing, and she thinks that she's part alien she's got alien dna so she gets a dna test and they're like now nah, you're human and she's like i don't believe you 
It's an <laughs> alien DNA test. It's it's on yeah, another level. They don't know. Through this, look. I'm sorry, but me and Meeb, we both are in agreement that Mork, your your alien encounter was funny, but it wasn't the goat. Whereas Vinny's well... was. It's more plausible. It's more exciting because it feels more plausible, and that's just what makes it goat worthy. Well, that's fine. You know what? I feel like Simon Parks will live in the memory of the listener. I think he will. And his <laughs> wife, who's definitely left him. Um, I don't think she did leave. <laughs> There's nothing online about that. <laughs> that seems, again, deductive reasoning. In my research, though, bruv. Do you know what I mean? I've researched. <laughs> you don't even know if, like, if he's still alive. <laughs> He went underground, the FBI. Like, there's a there's a car chase in the documentary. He's getting chased down by the FBI. What? Right. He's this like, is... this fucking follow me. What we're going to do is lose him. He just overtakes a tractor. Wait, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> watch it. Just watch the fucking Okay, yeah, so he's definitely good. really unwell. <laughs> that is so insane. Right. Look, on that That's note, good. this is just becoming twaddle. I think it's time we end the show. We say goodbye no. to Meeb. Goodbye. Bye bye, Meeb. Where'd he go? And yeah, unless anyone else has anything to say, you know, subscribe to this show wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell your mates about this fucking drivel. And we'll see you next week. Mm. Love you bye. Love you bye. Go watch Alien. <laughs> fucking confessions of being abducted on Netflix. Love you bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.